a sinner Who's probably gonna sin again Lord forgive me Lord forgive me Things I don't understand Sometimes I need to be alone Bitch don't kill my vibe Bitch don't kill my vibe I can feel your energy from two planets away I got my drink, I got my music I will share it but today What's up world? What's up Twitter? What's up social media? It is I, Lee Zellers Zellers Media ZBM.Podbean.com At Zeller's Podcast on Twitter Podbean is our mothership That's where we put all this stuff together at That's where I put all this stuff together Saying us, us, like I got a big huge team When it's just me, myself, and I But that's cool Sometimes that's how I like it How are you? Hope everything is good in your world Hope everything is wonderful in your life in your family life, loved ones, friends, all of that good stuff on this Tuesday, August the 13th. I've been away from the show for like a week, but I'm back today on this August the 13th, broadcasting to you from Cincinnati, Ohio. Hope all is well. Morning, noon, or night, whenever you hear this podcast, hope all is well. It's weird when I say that now. It's weird, but yet I still mean it. Hope all is well. Hope nothing but good things are going on in your world. Like I said, this is the first podcast, Podcast 17, the first podcast I've done in a week. Gave it a little break. I gave it a little break because of the mass murder domestic terrorist attacks that took place here not far from where I live in Cincinnati, Ohio in Dayton, Ohio El Paso what the fuck is going on that thing I think that what took place probably shook a lot of us to our core. They always tell us that, well, that's what the terrorists want. They want you to be terrorized. They want you to be afraid. They don't want you to be living your life and do the things you want to do. But for a moment, you'd be kind of like, you know what? This shit scares the fuck out of me. I'm 57 years old. I've lived a pretty good life. I'm not afraid of dying. I don't want to be murdered. I'm not asking for it to happen today or tomorrow. But I have family, I have friends, loved ones, children, and I worry about them. And I'm sure most of you feel the same. Like I said, within 48 hours, we had domestic hatred violent attacks take place here on U.S. soil. This was inside the border. Inside the border of where the so-called wall would have been. How do we stop that? They're bringing murders. They're bringing drugs. They're rapists. Now, this shit happens right inside the border. 
homegrown terrorists right here in the U.S. of A. Maybe Mexico might want to put up a goddamn wall to keep these motherfuckers in. Don't want them over there. I don't want them. That was some scary shit. I tried to do something to just kind of keep my mind off about going out to the movies. It was kind of hard to sit there at the movies watching Tarantino's new flick, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I kind of recommend. It was a good, I don't say I kind of recommend. I say I kind of recommend because I didn't like the part about Bruce Lee in there. Probably already heard of it, but you'll find out if you go check it out. But I went to the movies just to try to get my mind off some of this stuff. Didn't want to do a podcast, just did not want to talk about none of that horrific stuff that went down. Sometimes you just got to step back, take a breather. And that still don't help. I have a few friends who live in Dayton, Ohio. I've been there several times. It's just 45 minutes from where I live. I used to like to just drive up there. Dayton is a really cool spot. If you're not from that area, you might not get it the way I do in a sense not to say I totally get it because I'm not from there but it's like one of those places I like to travel to like one of those little quick getaways 45 minute drive jump on 75 cruise on up and I like when I like I talked before I, I talked about this before like I'm an independent filmmaker I brought it up a few times and I did a screening of one of my films at a theater called The Neon. And I used to, before I did the screen, I used to ride up to Dayton to promote my movie by going up there and dropping off flyers. Like I said, very cool place. Just 45 minutes from Cincinnati and kind of different than Cincinnati in a lot of ways. It's weird how sometimes you can go to a neighboring city that's just a, like less than an hour from you and the vibe and the people there are so different. And that's how I was in Dayton the first time. Well, I've been up there several times years back, but when I was promoting my film back in, I think it was like 2012, 2013, I was taking these trips up there just to promote my movie, going around to the different shops, going around to the different bars, restaurants, wherever I could, you know, put some flyers up, posters up, whatever. And the people was really cool. Sometimes, like here, you go to put something up in a shop or a beauty salon or, you know, some kind of small business shop, and they might be like, hey, what is that for? What is that about? What are you doing? Why you want to put that here? Let me check that out. I don't know if I want to be a part of this. Now you can't hang it up. I'm telling you, I'm just saying, that's how sometimes it can be in Cincinnati, Ohio. Some experiences I had. But that's not to say with everybody here. But when I was up in Dayton, what I discovered was not that. I'm telling you, every small business, every shop I went to with a flyer, with a handout, the people were like, hey, yeah, put it over there. No, here, you can leave, leave some right here. Hey, no, don't sit it over there. People won't see it. Put it there in the window so they can see it. And I'm like, wow, this is just like 45 minutes away from me. And these people are so fucking cool. It's a different vibe up there, 45 minutes away. While I was up there, I discovered some things just riding around because I used to go up there 
And prior to even having my movie screening, I used to go up there and literally used to sell my movies out the trunk of my car. Another fine experience. Every shop I would go to up there, mom, pops, mom, pop shops, beauty salons, wherever, people were cool, bought the movies. Beautiful experience. Discovered a little chicken joint up there that I love so much. I was sometimes just like, when it wasn't even about promoting something, doing a movie or whatever, I used to just like to take a drive to go up to this place called, I think it was called Freshway. It used to be called Wingway. I think it was Wingway at first, then it was a Freshway. Anyway, I dug the chicken. Chicken was seasoned so well. And then they didn't give you that little, just a little leggy or that little wingy thing. You got the whole freaking chicken wing. So I started turning other people on to this. I'd be like, yeah, let's go up to Dayton and get some chicken. People look at me like, what the fuck we got to go up to Dayton? We got Richie's right around the corner. I'm like, yeah, Richie's cool, but there's this joint up here in Dayton called Freshway. And they sell you the whole chicken wing with the, you know, the whole piece. It's the whole side of the bird, you know, the wing, the real wing. Not that little piece and that little lady thing. People used to think I was crazy. And I took family, friends. I remember taking one friend up there because this guy loved chicken wings. And he lives out of town now. So he comes in town one day. And I said, man, let's go up to Dayton and um, get some chicken wings. He's like, why you got to go up to Dayton? I'm like, dude. After we get up there, you won't ask that question. So we go up there and we get some wings. I know I'm going on about this thing, but I just wanted to kind of give you a little bit of that flavor from my experience. I take my friend up there, get these chicken wings. He don't even wait till we like start the car up. He's like, hold up, before you leave, I think we need to go in and get some more. They that good. Now I get it. I understand why you take this 45-minute trip up and 45 minutes back. When I first started going up there and promoting my movie back in 2012, which was Purple Haze, horror movie, slasher film, I used to go down to this one strip. You know, every, every city got a little district where, you know, it's people got the clubs, the bars, coffee shops, all of that. And I am a cigar smoker, love a good cigar. And my first real appreciation of good cigars, my experience was up there. Which I found out now, because at the time, I didn't know what that area was called, was the Oregon District. And I used to like, you know, buy just any kind of regular cigars out of Walgreens. I don't, shouldn't say that too loud. People are like, man, you can't be a real smoker. You can't be really about burning some good ass if you said you bought your cigars from Walgreens. I was just learning. I was just starting out. So one time I'm up there, and I'm like promoting the movie and I stop in this one little shop and they had this counter where they had these cigars, all these different cigars. And I was like, hey, let me just pass up on some Dutch Masters and try some real cigars. And I got this Camacho cigar. And at that moment I realized, because I paid a thing about maybe $8 for it, that was kind of expensive for me. But I realize you get what you pay for. Cigar was wonderful. So anytime I would go up there after promoting the movie, 
if I was just going up there getting chicken wings, I always rode down in that area. And sometimes, like I said, I, you know, I just knew where the place was. I didn't know what they called it. So I talked to a friend of mine who's a filmmaker from up there. And I asked him, like, hey, man, if you know anything about what, what took place, anything, did you go down in that area? And he was telling me, like, yeah, you said, go down there, frequent down there, even knew who the damn uh, terrorist dude father is. So I was just kind of like, wow, this is so horrible. Something like that took place up there. Such a cool city. Then at one time, it just happened to be a camera angle that they were showing on the news. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. That's the spot. This is the place where I was going to get my cigars. This is the place where I was going up there to pass out my flyer, talking to all these cool people. That's the area? Man. Neon Theater I talked about not too far from there. Cigar shop right in that area. I don't, I don't think the, the place that I used to go there and buy the cigars, I remember the last time I was up there, I don't think that shop was there. Man. It's just like when you realize this is a place that you frequent, this is a place where you went in and you talked to some of the business owners it's just, in a way, his home. And it's just, it's fucking Donald Trump. I know a lot of people try, oh, you can't tie all this stuff, pin all this stuff on there. It's, it is. It's a level of hatred that we see take place in this country that we have not seen before. No, this guy, did he have a manifesto saying something about, you know, I hate this, I hate that, and all this is due to Trump? No, he didn't discover nothing like that. But we live in a society where people have access to all kind of weaponry. It's easy for them to obtain it. There's no background checks. You just go buy this shit. That was a cool, those are some cool people up there. They just went through some horrific shit with tornadoes wrecking havoc. Now they had a domestic terrorist wreck havoc. In El Paso, El Paso, El Paso, sorry. Stumbled that whole thing. That truly even though the date is truly a horrific, what I call a terrorist act. Because anytime you do something like that, where you got people running, screaming, running for their lives, you're terrorizing them. But in El Paso, this was purely hatred towards another race. Where this guy did have a manifest. Talked about it. We knew being that close what made him think or do the act that he did and why. 
I saw this image on Facebook. I, and somebody put this up right after what went down in that 48-hour period. And it was the creepiest, eeriest, frightening, cartoon-looking image that I've really ever seen. And there's this guy with a MAGA hat on. It's a cartoon-like kind of character. He's sitting in front of his TV, holding what looks like an M16, AK-47, whatever. And he's watching his TV, and he's watching Donald Trump. And the caption says from Donald Trump, these are horrible, horrible people. And the caption over the guy's head that's looking at Trump on TV says, I'll handle them, Mr. President. Frightening. It's frightening as fuck. Because that says it. When I got that image, it just like, man, it like it just gave me chills looking at it. Because realistically, that's what it's about. Don't kill the messenger? No, they're not. They are listening to him loud and clear. Most time when we have these kind of tragic, horrific, terroristic, domestic terrorist acts, it impacts our leader, our president, the person who holds office. We've seen it with George Bush. During 9-11. We've seen it with Obama, Sandy Hook. We've seen it with all these presidents before. How it has an emotional effect on them. Where they can come out and speak to the nation to try to give some kind of words of comfort. Something that can be sort of healing to make us feel like things are going to be okay. Not with Trump. No, 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 no. His teleprompter performance, reading the script, he had to read a fucking script. Think about that. They had to write this shit out for him. So he don't go off script. Because he can't. He don't have that in him to show the natural emotions that Obama, Bush, Clinton, presidents before him when something tragic took place in this country where they could just come out, stand before the microphone and tell you how this has made them feel, how this country is feeling and what we need to do and how we're going to make this thing better somehow. Get through this. No. Not Donald. You saw it. 
No emotions at all. And I noticed a little sniffling thing like he did when he was having the debates with Hillary, which I used to question, is this motherfucker snorting coke? Don't know. But I noticed a little sniffling thing. But the biggest thing was just the lack of any kind of feeling, any kind of emotion, any kind of sorrow, anything that says that this motherfucker is fucking human. And we know he's not. Because when he went to Dayton, he didn't go down there in the area where this horrific shit took place. He goes to the hospital to visit some of the families. Meet with the mayor, meet with the governor. Shake their hand and talk shit about them later on Twitter. That's this motherfucker. That's the kind of motherfucker he is. This fake, phony ass. Fake. You gonna smile and shake hands and all of this, and then when you get back on Air Force One, you tweet out some shit talking about. It's a fake ass motherfucker right here. Then he goes at the hospital and just, talk, you know, it's all about him. How he's well received. How this, how that. Thumbs up in photographs. Posing with families. <laughs> what kind of monster do shit like that, Donald Trump? No true feelings. No emotions. No compassion. It's all about, hey, they like. You know, when I went to Dayton, the people up there in Dayton, they really loved me. The people, they, they were so glad to see me. I took many photos. Thumbs up. The Democrats didn't want me there. They didn't want me going to El Paso. Not too long after the El Paso terrorist attack, he sent ICE out to raid people's homes, send them right back. How this man got in office, I don't know why I even asked that question because I know how. He sickens me. He disgusts me. The man doesn't know how to go beyond himself. He is such an egomaniac. It's always about him. Have you ever met a person, maybe you have, that's just unapologetic about anything? That is Donald. He's never wrong. He knows it all. And his supporters, they just lap it all up. Those fake patriots, they just lap it all up. Oh, they claim to be patriots. They go out there and commit murder and mayhem in his name. And yet, care nothing about Putin, who had a nuclear missile test that went wrong, who's basically trying to create some kind of fucking super nuclear weapons where you can annihilate the United States. We talked about this before. 
all of U.S. intelligence from the FBI, CIA to whoever else that we have spying on other countries said, hey, Russia did this. They're hacking us. They want him in office. All the evidence is there. His intelligence went to him and said, sir, chief, president, whatever the fuck they call him, these people are hacking, interfering with our democracy. Notice that you're totally wrong because I, I turned to Putin and I asked him, are you doing anything hacking our system? He said it very strongly, very powerfully, very determined with all of his heart. No, this is not happening. He takes their word, Putin's word, and his supporters are okay with that. They're not patriots. They'll go out and commit murder mayhem in his name, but they are not patriots. It's not what we really considered as so-called patriot Americans. Because how can you be such a patriot when you're cool with the Russian government elect helping to elect your president? And to top it off, you also cool with the idea of they may do it again because if you wasn't, you'd be talking to Moscow Mitch and trying to get him to do everything to stop them from hacking our democracy. But you're not doing it because you don't care, because you're not really a patriot. You call yourself that. First Amendment tells me the right to do this, gives me the right to do Yeah, you love to hide behind that stuff. But when it comes down to it, you are okay with Russia helping to elect a U.S. president. So now, this is who we got. At least until 2020. Because I really don't believe... You know what? This I'm telling you, him being a one-term president, when you think about it, impeachment, that's not going to happen. Nancy's not going to do it. They're not going to impeach him. I don't think that'll happen. But think about this. His ego is so fucking huge it's bigger than that baby Donald baby float that they be putting up there over there in England every time they protest. You've seen that big plastic balloon float, the Donald Trump baby balloon float. His ego is beyond that. Bigger than fucking Mars, than the moon put together. If this asshole become a one-term president, he could be, become suicidal. This motherfucker probably would go down in the White House basement and gorge himself on Big Mac and chicken nuggets and drinking a big gulp until he passed the fuck out. He wouldn't be able to handle it. His ego, he couldn't take, oh, I can't believe it. what happened. Why am I just a one-term president? I mean, Obama, they let Obama become president twice. Twice. And he's not even from here. He's not even American. But they let him be president twice. And I'm just a one-term. He couldn't handle it. That's what we got to see too that we do. That's what we got to crush his ass in the polls. But Moscow Mitch, his boy, so-called another patriot, when they was trying to get some legislation passed to see to it that we can put some things in place 
to see to it that the Russians don't try to hack into our democracy, Moscow may say, oh, wait a minute. I don't know if we want to do that. I mean, best that's what he's saying. Slow your roll. Not sure we want to do that. Why? Because, you know, we want to get Donald in there again. And if Russia can help, we're cool with that. Not a patriot. Call yourself true Americans. No. No, you're not. You're not. When you can sell your democracy out to get what you want from a foreign adversary who has never meant good to you, you what we call a sellout. It's just that simple. Mitch McConnell, Moscow Mitch, it's a fucking sellout. A lot of those Trump supporters who support his ass till the end, they're sellouts. Because they're okay with the fact that Russia is behind hacking and fucking with our democracy to try to choose who they want to be president. They're doing so much shit to create division among us. And a lot of them like it. A lot of these videos that go viral that's racially charged, where it's something about it might be a black and a white person fighting about something, a police shooting or whatever, woman calling on a black dude because he's walking down the street holding his kid hand, going to the movies, and they saying like, hey, black man don't supposed to do that. Let me call the police, 911. I need the police here. There's a black guy walking on his daughter going to the movie theater. They don't do that. Those videos go viral a lot of times because of Russia is behind it. Because they want to create all of this shit that's going on now. And they're sitting back over there and they're laughing at us. They want to take... Russia has never had love for the United States. Never. And they're doing everything they can to see this country fall. And we got a dumbass to sit up in the White House is a, doing his best to see to it that it happened. I'm not talking about just Donald Trump. I'm talking about Moscow Mitch. So, if you really want to have the so-called last laugh, if you really want to stick it to the Donald and Moscow Mitch in 2020, we make him a one-term president. And I'm telling you, he would be hurt in ways that you can't imagine. His ego cannot handle that. He would be crushed. So we got to get out to the polls and see to it that we crush him at the polls in 2020. Hope you enjoyed the show. Zeller's Podcast at Zeller Podcast on Twitter. ZBM.podbean.com I'm Lee Zellers and I'm out. Out.